It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What is going on, NBA Draft fans? Your boys are back, the Wolves of Ball Street, the Draft Dak NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Corey Tulliba, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Albert Garbage Time. Gim, Albert, big night tonight. How we doing? Dude, it's, uh, it's a big night. It's an exciting night. We have, like, all kinds of stuff going on. Got, like, a double header tonight. We got this pod. Oh, yeah. We got our spaces coming up. A lot's going on. I'm excited. Am I excited about this prospect? We will see. Um, but it's always good to record, man. I'm hyped to be on, and I'm ready to rock. We shall see. We shall see. If you're listening to this, um, that means we already hosted our our very first No Ceilings Live Twitter space. But um, if you weren't a part of that, you should follow at No Ceilings NBA on Twitter so you can be a part of the next one and and you know become part of the conversation with us. Uh, but today. Uh, you clicked the link. You saw the name. We are covering Keegan Murray, the forward from Iowa. Uh, Murray's a little bit older. He's 21 years old. Um, he's a sophomore. So he's a 21-year-old sophomore. Uh, he'll be almost 22 on draft day. So a little old for a sophomore. Uh, 6'8", 225, reported 6'11", wingspan. Now, here's where he does get incredibly interesting. In the stats early on in the season, we're about nine or 10 games in 22.2 points per game, 7.9 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists to 1.1 turnovers, and then 2.2 blocks and 1.6 steals. That is a good ass stock number. Uh, Field goal percentage of 54.8. Three point percentage is 30.8. 81.6% from the free throw line. That's a true shooting percentage of 63.2%. That is good. And then his PER is a laughably monstrous 41.1. What a ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> stat. <laughs> He's crushing. He's crushing. Uh let's He's let's look at some uh let's look at some preseason stock price. ESPN had him come in at 27. SB Nation had him come in at 17. Tankathon. Had him come in at 22. Basketball news at 28. He was not ranked at Bleacher Report. He had an average stock price of 25, and he ranked 22nd on the Draft Dak IPO. Currently, ESPN has moved him up to 13. Tankathon has moved him all the way up to 7. Basketball News has moved him up to 14. Bleacher Report has moved him up to 14. And No Ceilings, the big board that we did last week, uh, moved him up as a 12th ranked prospect. That is an average stock price of 12, a big stock riser, price jump of 13 spots. So, wow. Albert, I ask, is Keegan Murray's stock price too high, too low, or 
is it just effing right? This is tough. This is actually tough because personally for me, I, I, I'm, I know, Corey, you know, you probably know this by now, but I had him 16th on my board. Um, and I feel pretty good about that, especially after doing like a much deeper dive um, on the prospect. I'm not I, I think that I'll just start off and say I'm not in love with Keegan Murray. I think he is a good player. I just have some serious serious questions about his upside and whether or not I think he'll be a star or a great player. I think he's going to be a very good one. But yeah, so for me, with me having him 16th on my board, you said the average stock price is like a 12 or something, right? I I don't know. Like, I kind of want to say it's too high, but at the same time, like, I can also understand. Like, I don't think it's like astronomically high either. So I guess for now, I'll just say it's just right. So I had him at 17 on my personal board. So we were, I guess, on the lower end of Keegan Murray in the no ceilings crew because just as his average stock price was 12, that's what it was with the the group um, decision for no ceilings. He he was a, a 12 as well. So you were at 16. I was at 17. And so that means that it's, it's a tad too high for me. Now, you know, just like you, I, I don't think it's outlandish. Right, because what he's doing is crazy early on. Now, you know, right. as we'll get into it, it's not like he's playing Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga every night, right? He's beating up on a lot of schools that we haven't heard of yet. And again, this is why he's another guy that I wanted to cover early on so we could look back or look forward, look back at how we covered him early on. Um, and I think that you know, he's one of the wings that are going to be in the conversation with Kendall Brown, who we covered last week. So I thought it was, it would be a good um, kind of follow-up episode to cover another wing. They're not exactly the same, but you know, they are going to be lumped together somewhat due to maybe the positions that they play. Um, Let's get into the scouting report. Talk to me about his shooting. Now he only shot 31% from shooting 31% from three. Um, right. you know, killing everywhere, everywhere else. Uh, talk, talk to me about the shot. <sighs> okay, man. I, I feel like I'm already like so down on him. I, I want to try to switch things up and try to be more positive, but mm-hmm. I want to be as objective as possible. I just, what I wrote here is I don't know what type of shooter he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, is my initial reaction from what I saw. I, what I'm worried about Corey is that, yeah. I'm scared that he's going to be a th- more of a theoretical shooter than an actual good shooter. Like, I- I'm worried that, like, people are always going to be like, yeah, but I mean, like, look at the way he shoots. I think he'll be okay. He'll develop. He's going to get better on the next level with practice and time and repetition, whatever. He's going to get better. Like, I, there's this weird feeling that I have in my gut that instead of actually ever becoming, like, a lights-out shooter, I think he might always just be that theoretical shooter like the perfect example for me is like people always thought that well actually maybe not everyone but (laughs) i know a lot of people thought that aaron gordon was eventually going to become a much better shooter and he just never kind of got there same with like guys like Derek williams that i've mentioned a trillion times on this pod but like you know we we all know that (laughs) we have those theoretical shooters right guys that we're we're like kind of fingers crossed hoping that they become better shooters that's how i feel about keegan murray so far um i think his shot looks like okay 
I wasn't blown away by it. And I didn't think it was like a nightmare either. But just the touch isn't there for me from what I saw. Like, Corey, the biggest thing that before I let you go, the biggest thing that I wanted to say about his shooting, when he is covered very closely and the defense is tight, it's a train wreck. He will throw up some Wall Clyde Frazier coined UFOs up there. Um, and then when he's like wide open, then it looks a little bit better. But when a, when a defender is like up on him and in his face, it does not look very good. And I was a little disappointed in that. And so, yeah, for me, he feels more like a theoretical shooter than an actual good shooter so far. I love that anytime we can get a, a Clyde reference in and, you know, he's that's just a perfect uh, way to, to slide him in here. Uh, yeah, I look, I, I do enjoy that he's putting up shots at volume this year. You know, there he's got five attempt games, six attempt games, four attempts. You know, that that's that's good to me. Thirty-one uh, percent is not good, but it's not all-time. Never going to develop a shot bad. My notes, I wrote, he's not a guy that you're going to have to hard close out to, right? You're not running because the ball swung to him at the wing, and all of a sudden you're like, that's easy money because it's not right. But I also think that his form's pretty, pretty good. Like it's decent yeah. enough. You know, it's not right. like some brutal, brutal, unfixable thing. And I think that's where you get this like theoretical shooter from, right? Because it looks good enough that you think, all right, well, it looks good. The form's okay. Eventually he'll hit. And you mentioned the touch, like some of the misses are kind of pretty bad misses or like hard. Right. Like, you know, he doesn't have like a soft <laughs> shot mm-hmm. necessarily. It's not that Steph breaking the record at the garden. You knew that that thing wasn't even going to come close to touching the rim, teardrop, perfect. It's not smooth, right? Right. But I do think that at the NBA level, he could be a spot-up guy. You know, I, I don't want him creating off the bounce from deep right, right now at mm-hmm. volume. Um, and I don't think that's a role he'll play necessarily. But I do think that'll be a spot up guy. And if if he can get that 31% up to 36%, 37%, just enough that maybe you don't have to hard close to him, but you do you can't just leave him wide open, right? Like it's it's not like we're just gonna be completely disrespectful, Ben Simmons in the playoffs, just standing, right. giving him eight, nine feet of room, right? Mm-hmm. I I do think he's a guy that you're going to want to contest even if you're not panicking. So I obviously this shooting is probably going to be a swing skill for him because if he can become a plus shooter, that's going to create some real, you know, problems for the defense with some of his other skills. Uh do you think he has or has shown any self-creation not even necessarily from behind the three-point arc just in other spots mm-hmm. of the floor? Um so I don't know if he's shown a lot, but I know that he's tried a lot from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, I mean, like you see it in the mid range, you see it when he's posting up. I mean, the guy really likes to be to have his back to the basket and try and do stuff down low, um, which is good. But also, like I don't know, like I, I mean, Corey, like if you look at the list of teams that he's gone up against, it's pretty frightening. He played yeah. Longwood, Kansas City, North Carolina Central, Alabama State, Western Michigan, Portland State. Like, it's not a very impressive list. No, it's and not. Which is why, for me, watching that game against Iowa State, that was, like, a really big um, 
it was very revealing for me. And yeah. that was a very rough game for him. He did not play very well, did not shoot very well. He really struggled uh, both yeah. inside and out. He, he was three for 11 on twos in that game. Yeah. And for me, I don't it's think like, he scored in the first half. If I, right, you know, exactly. Right. Exactly. And he he really struggled. Like, like when I watch him, like he doesn't have a bad handle, but at the same time, it's not tight either. Um, his footwork is really inconsistent for me. Um, I thought like there are times when he can he can look kind of smooth, but then other times like he'll just like trip over his own foot and you're like, what's good with you, bro? Like it, it was it's kind of weird sometimes. Um, so in terms of the creation, like I, I like the fact that he do, he does try. I think he understands that he is the focal point on his team, and that the team is relying on him to do a little bit of creating and you know going and getting a bucket. But that's an area that he's not super sharp at, and I think a, an area of his game that he needs to keep working on if he wants to eventually become like an upper echelon type of player, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't in love with that either. Yeah, and you talk about him being like an upper echelon guy. Like I think that, you know, there's a very low percent chance of that happening, right? If he does yeah. develop, like I think he has a little self-creation ability. Um and uh, if he develops it in a real way, that means he hit his like uh, high-end outcome. Right, right. Right. And and very few prospects actually hit their high-end outcome. Most most of the time you know, yeah, you land somewhere in the middle. Uh, if you go to the wrong situation, maybe you even get the low end outcome, right? So, if if we're talking like, is this guy gonna all of a sudden be a, you know, all NBA type player? There's gonna be some major, major work. Um, I I think his handle's actually pretty decent. Um, right. but it's very line drivey. Obviously, mm. like like in in space, it looks better. Like when he's trying to you know, kind of create something and then help comes over. Um, you know, he does, it's not like he's Kyrie where he's able to improvise on the fly. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it's, it's again, thrusting him in a role that I, I think looking at him in the context of like, what is his role in college versus what is his role in the NBA? Hmm. I, he's, I think it's good that he's getting to explore this side of his game, but it's not necessarily something that he's going to do a lot of. Um, but I do think that he is going to be able to show off his handle when he does have space, when he is in the open floor, when he is, you know, attacking uh, a closeout or, or, you know, any situation where he just has a little bit more room um, and he doesn't have as many defenders coming at him. Uh, but and, and, you know, you talk about the, the post ups. Again, you mentioned the, the talent and it's like, all right, he should be able to post those guys um when we look at his measurable 68 611 wingspan he's like 225 he looks it right like yeah. he's a, a i kind of like that he can be used in center situations mm, yeah you know like uh i honestly like i watching like Derek jones jr on the bulls mm. as like this 66 center that that's how they've been using him. You know, he starts right. at power forward, but a lot of times they'll they'll use him as a in the pick and roll as a lob threat as a dive man. And it's I, I think the league is just trending more and more to like these guys who Bruce Brown. You know, yeah, exactly. Who you could put in these situations as like a role man. And right. um and you know, obviously we were talking post ups first pick and roll, but like even still, like if you are able to put him in a, a ball screen and then get a switch and you got a little guard on him, and if he can 
you know, get to a little post move. And obviously we're not talking a Jokic level volume in the post, right? Because he's right. not, he doesn't have the, the, the <laughs> passing genes consistently mm-hmm. enough to, to do that. But if you could every now and then just get like a little dump in off a switch, I think there's value in that. And, and I think that his body type is, uh, it lends itself to that possibility. Now, the one thing that I will say is, again, we mentioned at the top of the show, he's a sophomore, but he's going to be almost 22 at uh, on draft day, and he hasn't played mm-hmm. this great competition. So, like, the, the one question I have going forward in regards to that, and you know that we don't discriminate against older prospects. Right, we don't. You know, like, I had Davion at the sixth right. spot of my board. Mm-hmm. Is his physicality, his strength, because maybe he's playing guys who aren't as developed, and is mm-hmm. he able to show that off a little more? Whereas, once he did get to a situation where he had to play an Iowa, an Illinois, right. which is a, a game, I, the Illinois game, I do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, is Is he looking a little bit less of just yeah. a freak monster physically right dude, that's my question i i, I think yeah no i, I think 100 percent, dude i think for me when, when i was watching keegan murray a couple of things stood out to me um I, really quickly Corey, i want to go back to what you said about him and his handle in space yeah. i think that whole space aspect kind of goes to all elements of his game offensively i think he's a better shooter when he has space i think he's mm-hmm. a better line drive you know, driver when he has space. Also, yep. he is a much better passer when he has space. Yeah. So when he's crowded, his vision literally kind of goes tunnel. But when he's got space, there were a couple times where he was he was dribbling the ball, right? And the defender wasn't really crowding him and he could see over his defender and he made some nice like, you know, a weak side reads. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that, that hit the skip. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like I, I like that you're doing that. But then like two possessions later, he's like He's going up against a big and he's crowding his space, whatever. And he's like missing cutters and like missing little passes here and there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is just a part of your game. Like when things get a little crowded for you, I think you're speeding things up a little bit. You're panicking a little bit. You're not seeing and feeling the game the same. So I did want to touch on that. I think you made a great point about that. In terms of his physicality, I think he has gigantic feet. I don't know if you noticed this. But <laughs> Everything about feet, him looks gigantic. Yeah, but his feet look too big sometimes. Like, there are times where his feet can be a little clunky because his feet look gigantic. His and brother, too. That was, yeah, yeah, his brother. And his brother is like, yeah, they look... They're, they're so yeah, simple-looking, I mean, yeah. They're twins, Except right? he's a lefty. Yeah, they have to. They, I don't exactly, know if they are, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish the Keegan, Keegan Murray was the lefty because mm-hmm. then he would probably be the number one prospect on my board. Right. You know, I love his, lefties. But you know, it's funny. <laughs> Me too. But his his brother's a lefty, but his shot looks worse. I don't yeah. know if you noticed yeah. that. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, but Keegan, like, you know, I, I think what you said is right. Like when he can abuse a mismatch, he looks great. And it feels like he's using a you Wow, utilizing. I'm, Am I serious? Utilizing. 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 <laughs> the new <Utilizing>. word. Utilizing. <laughs> utilizing. That's the that's New York stuff. It's uh, a New York thing for us. Okay. <laughs> but he, he can really utilize his like natural gifts, I think. But he's not he's not built like a brick house right now. Um, he is a little bit on the weaker end. Not that he looks weak, but I think he is weak. You know, like mm, um, wow. you know, people that's interesting. You know, people have like show muscles and people have like real muscles. I think like his body is a little bit more show than it is like actually strong. 
Like, I think if you look at him, he's like, oh, nice. Like, this kid looks like he has an NBA physique. But sometimes, like, I don't know, there are a couple a couple of possessions where I was like, you should be stronger here, was kind of how I felt. Um, and, you know, the 6'11 wingspan is nice, and I think he uses it well. I think my tone with him is going to change when we talk about the defensive side. There mm-hmm. are things defensively that I definitely enjoyed more than on the offensive side. But he's not an electric athlete. He's not. I think he's a very fluid athlete, Mm -hmm. but there is no explosion to him at all. I think he moves pretty well. But once again, sometimes his feet get in the way because they're too damn big. But um, so, yeah, just to answer your question, I think there are times when he we're going to when he plays against higher, better competition. I think we might see him struggle a little bit with the physicality of it all. Now. He has he's played two games against like that solid competition, one against Illinois. Um, and then one against Iowa State, they lost both games, right? But in the Illinois game, in they, Iowa's down. You know, I don't know. It probably wasn't exactly ten, but it was. It was enough that they were like going to pull away Illinois. And I don't know. Let's say there's four or five minutes left in the game, and Murray took over, and he did it in all of the ways that we talked about him positively like he got out in transition he uh he cut to the basket and like finished through contact he knocked down a three like he, all, all the all the flashes that you want to see him display against this top line competition he had like 10 points in like that span and like yeah they yeah. end up losing the game but the fact that they were even in the game at the end was all because of what he was able to do Mm-hmm. by himself in that situation mm-hmm. so you know I, I think that means something he flashed this this one flash where it's like he was the best player on the floor and nobody could really do anything about it and if that becomes something that's a little bit more consistent i'm gonna right. eventually i'm gonna see him uh when they play Rutgers eventually and um you know obviously they they have some good in-conference competition so it's we'll, we'll know more in in the future but I, mm-hmm. I do think that one specific flash that he showed in that game in that stretch is is something to build off momentum wise uh, going forward. Let's talk. Let's let's flip it over to the defense now. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's just start like on the ball. Like, what would you think of him? One on one, man to man. Well, I do want to say, Corey, just uh, referring to that Illinois game, he had five stocks that game. Yeah. You know, that's yep. wow. That's five stocks. Multiple, is, is, he's had that's, multiple five stock games. I know. He's a serious yeah. he I, you can feel his influence on the game a lot stronger on the defensive side of the ball is how I feel right now. Because Corey, one thing that I didn't get to mention to you as we were talking about the offense, there are times when I feel like he ghosts a little bit. Um, yes, I think. Yes. Yeah. And that that's the thing that bothers me. I think that's more of like a mentality issue type of thing, demeanor type of thing. Not that I'm saying he's like going to totally ghost full games, but there are times when he can float a little bit. And I and I don't love that. Um, I, I, I wish he would be a little bit more aggressive considering the team that he's on and the competition that he's playing. I wish he was a little bit more. I sorry. will say, though, mm-hmm. look at who was on his team last year. And the role that he's stepping up into right. where he was, uh, right. you know, he didn't play a ton of minutes last year. And Garza, he, was play- yeah. he was playing off of Garza. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, the they had the other, the, the big shooter who I'm, I'm yeah. 
I, I'm skipping out on, I'm losing out on, I think he's on the Spurs now. Um, Wies camp. What? Yes. Um, so, you know, he's learning to be that, that lead guy. And that's, that's fair. That's fair. You know, that's something he's, he's mm-hmm. it's new for him at the college level. And the, the speed of that between being a, a role player, especially mm. playing off of a guy like Garza who did command so much attention in the offense. Like now you're mm. that guy. That's, there's a learning curve there. That, and, hey, um, that's a really good point. Yeah. No, Corey, I, I'm with you, man. That's a really good point. I, I hear that. Um, I'm going to acknowledge what you said. I'm going to agree with you, but also say I want him to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think I what you're saying is right. Yeah. But, I think he's, but, grow, he's going to grow into it. And hopefully a game like Illinois is something he can, he can build on. Right. And okay. he did, t- you know, he took 17 shots. He only went four of 17 mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the um, Iowa State game, but he showed more signs of aggression. I mean, 17 shots in. Yeah a college games a lot so maybe it's something he'll build on now he has to prove though in that role can he can he handle exactly. it can he be efficient can he be right. that lead guy so yeah. that's why for me it's like he had that illinois game and then the next game is iowa state and yeah. he just didn't bring that same aggression you know right. as we mentioned before zero points of the first half it's like come on buddy like we need a little bit more from you um so that's where i'm coming from with that now going back to your question on defense what i wrote versatile defender like mm-hmm. I, I really think he's going to be able to cover a lot of different positions. He once again, I don't think he has the quickest feet, but I I think he's a very fluid athlete, and I yep. like that about him because athleticism doesn't always have to be explosiveness and no. quickness or whatever. But he's a very fluid athlete, which I think is to his benefit at six eight with a six eleven wingspan. His shot blocking instincts are incredible. I think he's a really instinctual, good shot blocker who uses his length well. I think he knows how to stay lateral. I think he does a pretty good job of that. Um, of course, I mean, he's he's still young. He's going to commit his fouls. But the steals, the blocks, like all of that is where I'm way more excited about him because mm-hmm. he shows really good instincts on that side of the ball. Now, even defensively, there are times, you know, he's going to get overpowered. He is 6'8", you know, 6'11", wingspan, but he's not a seven-footer or whatever. And right. that's fine. You know, you're not every matchup is going to be perfect for you. But yeah. for Kofi's, me, I'm most, uh, you know, you saw that with like oh, the guy with Kofi top, you know. Yeah, he's an animal. Um, but with Murray, I, I think the versatility is going to be the calling card with him. I think he's going to be able to, guard different positions and different types of guys even on the next level and of course his body's going to develop he has the frame for it so on the defensive side it's like okay i'm way more excited about that not that i'm not excited about the offense but you see more here is what i think yeah 8.6 block percentage which is like that's a serious number you know that's that's center like good shot blocking center number 3.1 steal percentage we talked about you know he's had multiple i think four games with five stocks and then he's had a bunch of other games with four stocks so that's huge you talked about his his versatility and like you know even like they play that one two two press iowa and he played every position he played in the back he played the the top guy who's you know forcing guys to the sideline he played the wing spot you know he played every spot there he can move with and with his length like get his hands on a lot of deflections and tips. And, you know, that's why he, he has those stock numbers. Uh, I love the versatility. I I think he's got good hands. Um, And like you said, the size, like uh, as he gets like an NBA program, like I think that size is going to be really valuable at, at the position that he moves. Um, 
and the rebounding too. Like, I think he he does a really good job boxing out. You know, now he had a game where he had twenty one rebounds. I think it was. You know, um, and then he also had you know he had a game where he had two rebounds. But he he does a pretty good job hitting the glass consistently and boxing out and he not just jumping for the ball. Like you said, he's not like an explosive athlete, but he does have a big enough frame that he can put a body and hit somebody and, and send them backwards and get forward. So he's long, he's strong, he's switchable. He guarded everywhere. I think there's a lot to be excited about with Mm -hmm. Keegan Murray. And I think that when he gets to the NBA, like, isn't, isn't that what everybody's looking for from like that spot? Wouldn't the bulls love to have, I mean, the Bulls would love to have just about anybody. Benny the Bull is pretty close to suing up for Chicago with all the health and safety protocols. But I don't know, like teams like that, like they want this kind of player. So yeah, at, at like the forward spots who could switch everything. And then again, like I think that he's a guy that's going to spend some time playing center. And if he has mm. real rim protection equity, like he could play center. Maybe mm. not, you know, for like, super duper long stretches but definitely in spurts and that's that's valuable for when you want to match up with a team that's going small and you still technically have a little bit of size because i think that he's going to bring a little bit of that kind of power strength type game in the nba level that yeah. you get out of a center while still being mobile enough to move around the floor and guard and pick and roll and you know he guarded the point of attack and pick and roll he guarded right. as the big in pick and roll i really like keegan murray defensively and i think like you said that's where you get a little bit more excited about him. And again, when you're looking at him, even offensively is the context of, can this dude be a role player? Then yeah, like you can get excited about him. For sure. I, he seems like the guy that could be like this elite role player where if, and then if he hits his top end outcome, maybe you're getting a little bit more. And right yeah. now he's, his average stock price is 12. You know, we had him at 12. I had him at 17. You had him at 16. If you can get him in that range and you can get somebody that oh, is going to be solid, value. valuable, versatile, with an off chance of being more, I think that's really great value. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, that I, I trillion percent agree. <laughs> that was one of your, one of your better riffs of all time, dude, you were kind of flowing. I think so on that too. One. I felt it. Yeah that, was, yeah. that was really good. I was going <laughs> to say, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was in the zone. But, uh, you were, you were, that was really good. Corey. Um, <laughs> I, I want to piggyback that. off. Of... <laughs> you're rapping on that one um <clears throat> i did want to say he's had a block in every damn game this season yeah. um his first game of the season he had five blocks he had a four block game that's unbelievable he's averaging 1.6 fouls per game i was like mm-hmm. awesome considering what yeah. they're asking him to do defensively right. the fact that he's averaging 1.6 fouls i'm like dude you're unbelievable that's such a great skill um yep. that is because Corey, if you're if on the next level you're going to ask him to play small ball big Keeping his fouls down is going to be so so important because he's not just going to be playing big. He's going to be playing yeah. the floor four. He's going to be playing the three, guarding all those positions. We need to keep the fouls down, and he's shown in college I can do that already, which is phenomenal. Um, you mentioned the rebounding. I love the rebounding. I'm with you on that. Um, there's just a lot to like here. I think for me, the only nitpick, and not even a nitpick, I think it's it's general. Like I, I think he's going to work on his body, and his body's just going to get better, and then that makes you more excited about the 
potential ceiling on what he can do defensively. Um, offensively, you know, as we mentioned before, a lot of questions still. But yeah, as you mentioned, like I think if you're looking at him as like a number three, number four option, if we're looking at him the way that we looked at Franz Wagner last year, mm-hmm. then we can go like, okay, there's reason to get excited for that. You know, um, I still think for me personally, I like Franz a little bit better. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we he, loved Franz uh, he, last year. Yeah, he was a, a, a way like better offensive player in that you could exactly. see translate right like in the in shooting a, the connecting yeah the yeah the passing like exactly. pick and roll stuff but yeah. like defensively can't you see him like coming in as a rookie and having a moment against like one of these you know big time yeah. scorers you know because i like almost similar to how Fible. when when mellow was on the knicks mm-hmm. A very young Jimmy Butler, I think his rookie year, like Tibbs put him mm. in, and he he checked Melo in his prime, right. and that right. that like as a fan that opens your eyes. You're like, oh wow, like I feel like he could have one of those moments against you know one of these big time scoring wings. Like I don't know, like you like he he checks Jason Tatum for mm-hmm. a couple of minutes stretch in a game as a rookie and gives him hell, and all of a sudden everyone's like, whoa, look at this, you know, stretch by by Keegan Murray. So. I'm very intrigued by his defensive potential. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a really good point that you just made. Like, I was thinking, like, he, he's not as long as Thibel and not as good as a defender as Thibel, but no, maybe nobody, he has. Yeah, nobody really has. Yeah. <laughs> what he did in, uh, against Steph Curry last week was unbelievable. But um, I, I just feel like with Murray, he may have a moment like you're talking about, right? Even as a rookie where people go like, oh, this guy can guard up and he can guard yeah. up like different position possession i'm sorry positions like this is interesting like i'm with you dude i think he's gonna have a moment like that and which you know if we think about it like where he ends up is gonna be really important too and what type of situation he's in and team and all that stuff but i'm with you man i think both of us are super high on him defensively there's so much to like all right so if you're buying stock in keegan murray who may you have bought stock in in previously I actually really got stumped on this one. Like this one was really, really hard for me. It is hard. Um, and I don't know what it is. Like I it's not that he's like some unbelievably unique player, but Corey, I think it speaks to what you said before and how he is kind of a very modern player. Um, a player that teams are now looking for. It's not something that every team has right now, but a lot of teams would like to find, which makes it hard for me to kind of nail somebody down. But on the offensive side, I thought of like very, very early Tobias Harris, you Mm -hmm. know, just because like not always, you don't always feel him on the court. And to be honest, even now Tobias Harris will go missing for a quarter and a half, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I think there's some potential there with him a little bit, but yeah. yeah, like I really couldn't think of anybody even defensively who he reminded me of. I don't know if it's like, he's like a shorter Jeff green or what it is, but I, I, I think, you know, I just, he's, he's, I think the way that you framed it is perfect. I think he's a guy that NBA teams are looking for. And because teams are looking for a guy like that, I don't know if we have many examples of who we can compare him to. So I was genuinely stumped by this one for the first time in a while. <laughs> My answer yeah. was Masai Ujiri's wet dream. <laughs> like a, a, a Toronto Raptor. Because he's like the the archetype uh 
archetype. I don't know. People make fun of how I say that word, so I'll just say it both ways. So I get it right one half the time. Mm-hmm. He's that. Can't you just see him as like the kind of guy they target, right? Like he's that yeah. six eight, six nine, kind of versatile, can switch everywhere. Like eventually, like you know, you you just throw out a lineup of Siakam, Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray, OG Ananobi, and uh, um, center for, traded from the Heat. Uh, 2020 draft. I'm blanking. Uh, came over. Whatever. But like you know, just, precious, you know, precious, precious. Yeah, you know all these guys mm-hmm. who are uh just around the same height, switchable, and like all of a sudden they're like, what on earth are we supposed to do with this? Like how are we, how, how do we get around anybody? What are we doing? Right. Like I don't know. I it seems like the type of thing that Masai would like. And you know, one of the things I I'm going into this uh draft cycle doing is going, would Masai Ujiri like this prospect? And if he if he does, then that intrigues me. And I feel like he, Keegan Murray might be a a Maasai guy, mm. a, a Raptors kind of guy. Now he could go mm. to a, a different situation and it be a completely different story where it's just like a mismatch, not a lot of spacing. Where does he play? Who's he behind? He can go anywhere and it it not make sense as well. But yeah, just like that, Scotty, even maybe a little Patrick Williams vibes. Mm. Patrick Williams is another guy that you don't always feel on the court. Right, he was a good shot blocker in college. Mm-hmm. He could do a little bit. I think he's smoother with the ball. He's mm-hmm. a better ball handler. He's got that silky smooth mid range pull up game, but you don't always feel him on the court, right? And he's almost better. Like his potential is could be better in theory than what it may mm-hmm. actually end up being. Um, yeah. So I thought of one. Little... Okay, let's get it. DeAndre Hunter, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I I I would be cool if he got to that level offensively because yes. I do like yeah yeah I I love DeAndre Hunter for the record yes. um yeah it's, there's so much to like about that guy but yeah maybe Murray becomes that type of player and honestly that's kind of what the Hawks want DeAndre Hunter to be too you know they yeah. they want him to be able to play the four and also maybe a little bit of the five in a pinch and he's got the physicality to do it and the tools to do it. And hopefully Keegan Murray develops into that too. So yeah. At, while you were talking about the whole Raptors, I thought of, Oh yeah. Cause the Hawks would be into that too with their right. freaking fetish for yeah. wings and it's Hunter the, is kind of that type. It's the new wave, right? This, this right. kind of, it used to be the, the tweener was the bad word, but now it's like, right. It's the wave. Um, want it. All right. Let's, uh, Let's end this thing on a high note. It's time. Sell me this pen on Keegan Murray. Okay. So um, you're an NBA exec. Uh, you're building out a team. And obviously, if you're a good executive, you're watching the different trends of the NBA. Uh, you are you know about small ball. You know about jumbo playmakers. You know about, you know, you want versatile guys all over the floor um, and, and especially wings. You want wings who can guard multiple positions. You want wings who can move the ball. You want wings who can maybe shoot a little bit. And Keegan Murray is kind of that guy. He's going to be that guy for you. He's the new modern NBA wing. He's a guy who's going to shoot a little bit. He's a guy who you can do pick and you can play pick and roll with. He'll be a good screener. He's going to dive to the rim. He's going to maybe make some decisions out of the short roll. Um, he's a guy that, you know, there, there are a lot of little tantalizing skills that you're going to be interested in. And you know he's going to be able to play defense. So if you're an NBA team who's watching the trends and you want a wing who can eventually become a great number three, number four option on a contender, 
maybe even better than that. Maybe he develops into a number two option. Then Keegan Murray's your guy. And he's a guy that is worth taking in the lottery, in my opinion. So, you know, maybe late lottery is how I feel. But yeah, he's a guy that you should be excited about. And I think you should be considering taking. You heard it here first. Keegan Murray. Um, <laughs> all right, Albert. We uh we got to be quick here because we gotta we gotta get ready to to make it to our uh, no ceilings Twitter spaces. Tell the people where they can find you on the www's. Yeah, find me on the internet on the dark web. No, not the dark web. No. Um, <laughs> at Alberto Gim at GTG NBA are my handles. I talk about random stuff. I don't care if you like it or not, but come follow me, please. All right, and you can follow me at Corey Tulliba. You can follow at No Ceilings NBA on all of the things. You can follow the YouTube, the NBA Draft Dude. If you're listening to this right now, then I just dropped uh, my Kennedy Chandler article on the No Ceilings Substack, which is free and subscribe. Um, Kennedy Chandler and the Motion of the Ocean. So obviously, you know, I had to make uh, this piece into a dick joke. So, um, you know. Go check it out. Read it. Subscribe. It's free. So many other great articles by the team there. And um, thanks for rocking with us again, guys. Make sure you uh, like, rate, share, all the good stuff. That would be dope. Five stars. I'm a five-star man. I'm a five-star man. All right. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace.